<laughs> the only song that I thought was appropriate for the conversation. <laughs> All right, we're live. All right, let me... everybody who's here, thanks for coming back after last week's diversion. We decided to just run with it. So this week we're going all in vaccines. Are they biblical? Are they moral? Are they should they be mandated? Can, should you be able to ignore them? We're gonna hit the whole thing. Yes. And we have somebody else with us who can't be seen at the moment, but she should. I'm coming on, y'all. Give me one second. Here. <laughs> Big reveal. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, this is going to be a letdown. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just going to be in the shadows like those, like, Dateline. Where you can't, <laughs> the silhouette. Like the witness protection people. I am here. You're going to muffle your voice. And... <laughs> I need witness protection after this year. Oh, my goodness. You need protection from yourself. <laughs> I do. That's also true. All okay. Right. Am I good? Can y'all see me? In yeah, you're all good. We're all on. We're all. Yep. All right. So um, this kind of started because of what's going on now with the, the COVID and the lockdowns. And that's the hot topic with that is that, well, once we get a vaccine, it'll fix it and we'll be good to go. So Abby kind of is the, she was the, the lone dissenter on this point for, for, this particular discussion. So we brought in Heather to help us out and kind of be another voice of not direction. Voice of treason. Um yeah. If I'm y'all's voice of reason, y'all are in a bad We're place. in a bad state. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've made some missteps in our lives. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> okay, so uh let's start off. How do you feel? How does everybody feel at this moment about vaccines? Are we pro? Are we against? Where do we, where do we fall? Man, we are all over the <laughs> Solomon, you're the most mainstream. How do you feel about? Yeah. <laughs> you're the most worldly. How do you the feel? Most <laughs> uh, yeah. So my my as much as I've ever thought about it, uh, I'm pro vax. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good disclaimer, though, as much as I've ever thought about it. Yeah. It's really hard to say. I can't say as much. So, yeah. So, for the majority of your life, it was like, yeah, this is just a thing that you do because that's what doctors say to do. That's you get vaccinated. That's what you do. Right. Yeah. Like, we're all vaccinated, right? So, I mean, that's, that's what you do. Right. So, I'm like a half a degree over from you in that I'm not anti. I put a little more thought into it, but I'm not like militantly pro either. I'm a little more libertarian on it. Kind of do whatever you feel like you want to do about it. Um, let's take a step back to how you were last year before <laughs> I walked into this conversation. Okay, but to be fair, that's because most people who are anti-vaccine were also trying to convince me that the globe was a lie. So yeah, <laughs> flat Earth that's where I, that is where I generally like come on like pro-vax or like view anti-vax just and you know we said, I said this before to y'all uh as like flat earthers of like what is this nonsense like this is just right. ridiculous right it's just not even worth taking a second look but yeah that's and to be honest that's kind of stuff like officially still where i am i hear someone's anti-vax i'm like uh like the eyes just <laughs> automatically roll like about to get in about to get an article sent to me you know yeah. <laughs> and it's never from, like a regular from, from trump is god.com <laughs> <laughs> <There it is. laughs> yeah 
<laughs> well, I mean, typically when you find out somebody's anti-vax, they fit into kind of a, a very specific Venn diagram of things. Interesting. What is that? <laughs> uh, usually conspiracy theory. Crunchy. Uh, crunchy, essential yes. Essential oil. Oh, they're drenched oh, in yes. essential oils. I'm granola. looking at my essential oil diffuser yeah. right now. They're like, drenched in essential oils. <laughs> <laughs> probably so, live in a tree house or something. <laughs> they probably live in a house made of dirt. Yeah, they one of those little hot, yeah, those little earth, earth pot, hot yeah. hole things. <laughs> Biodome. Heather and Abby are the first people that gave me an argument that actually made me think about it. So, Heather, where are you on your stance on vaccines currently? Well, it took me four months, first of all, to give you an article because <laughs> he was like, I swear. If I find out you're anti-vax, I'm like. I think I remember you. that. I think I remember like was that public? Because I think I'm we hearing something about it that. Was or seeing probably that. public. Or like in a, I don't in know, a comment thread or something. Um, and so I finally sent him that video, Stanley Plotkin, um, about the aborted fetal cells, and that was the moment he was like, oh. But where I am now is probably a lot more where Julian is, just more libertarian about it. Um. I don't. I'm, I'm really cautious, like make de definitive comments about vaccines right now. But I don't um, want to judge a parent whether or not they are going to vaccinate or not. I'm just kind of in the middle with. Um, we <laughs> well, need to have the freedom to decide. You're on the internet, and you don't want to judge somebody. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> I, I want to believe that parents want the best for their kids. Um, I know that's not always true, but so mm -hmm. I personally don't love vaccines um, just because I've seen and heard horror stories. Um, and that's just the risk benefit. Um, it doesn't seem like something it, to me. It's not a wise choice. Um, mm -hmm. If you're gonna do it in the least, space them out and um, don't do Tylenol and the things like that. But I, I'm not gonna judge someone for choosing what they think is best for their kid. All right. As long as you don't mandate it. That's the big thing. Mm, and that'll come up. We'll get into that for yeah. sure. So yeah. Abby, you're the you're the lone dissenter completely. So what's your def define your position for us? Like blatantly, this is where you are. <laughs> Just tell us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, we we do not vaccinate at all. Uh, my oldest is vaccinated, but that's because her dad and I have a little bit different views. <laughs> my other two, um, we stopped with my middle when she's about four or six months old, and then my youngest has had none. Um, but I'm the same as Heather, and opposed to. I think that choice should come first. So mm -hmm. for me and my family, we don't feel like vaccines are what's best, but at the same time, I think that others deserve a right to choose. And that's because I want a right to choose. So um, before I would sit there and be like, everyone should be anti-vax. I think that the matter of choice has to be there. Yeah, yeah we, we personally don't, don't do that anymore. Hmm. Okay. So I guess we'll start there with choice. Um, Your pro-choice. <laughs> so when we yes. talk about uh, the choice to vaccinate, that's as opposed to mandated vaccination. And that's a, a little 
I, I never thought about it as mandated because like when you're growing up, when you're in school, you just have to have a shot record and you have to have a any or you're choosing play. for your kids. That's a that, that's a that's something that needs to be understood too, is that you're making this right. choice for them. So they're gonna grow up and not have been vaccinated. Right. Not their choice. That, right. They have no choice say in the matter at all. And but I mean to be fair, that's most things for kids at this point. Like we really don't let our kids choose anything. Yeah. So it's it's I know it sounds it's not that strange to be like, well, I decided this for my like we decide everything for our kids. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just it's a strange way to frame it because it was just like what you did. If we were in school, you had a shot record. If we needed to go to anything, you had to present your shot record in a physical and you're good to go. So it's only come to my attention as like a mandate after I started seeing people talk about statewide mandates or things like that. Um so the 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 main problem with that is schooling because if you're going to school you have to get your shots that's like the rules there's no way around that right i don't personally have any kind of problem with that well there's exemptions depending on what state you live in right and i think we live do we live in one that has a pretty good exemption yeah we have all three okay philosophical medical okay so we all live in texas by the way yeah (laughs) we all live in texas that just dawned on me (laughs) So you, you can tell where we overcome. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, it doesn't have. A, I don't have a problem with if you use a government school, you have to play by the government's rules. That's that, in everything, though. Right. Like, yeah, that. I mean, here's a here's a good solution to that: no more government schools. Right. Oh, that, that's, that's school your kids. Yep, that's, that's what I think. Right Heather tried to say that one time, and all it all. <laughs> It all went crazy. It was so Burned bad. down I all mean, the government was... schools. <laughs> well, what was their argument against it? What was their problem? I had about 2,000 anti-vaxxers that I considered friends just blast me in bits <laughs> over it. They were just horrified because they misunderstood what I was saying. I think they were saying that I'm pro-mandatory vaccine. Mm-hmm. But, but so what I realized is I'm against mandating um, – vaccines just for existing and for like existing in your home and homeschooling and in private entities. But if you're having this government run institution, I'm not sure that we really have the right to be like, actually, this is how I want it done. These are the rules I want you to incorporate. Um, And then it kind of dawned on me that people I'm fighting for Um, I'm fighting against mandates, yes, but people, a lot of people are fighting for the right for free education on their rules or with their rules Um, in that it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. That's just not really, you are getting this free education from the government. You kind of have to play by the rules. If you choose to participate. If you choose. Yeah. I, th- I think I think I would agree with that, even though I hate public school. I think I would agree with that. Like, if you're choosing to participate in this, like, I I can't go. Like, they're going to teach my kid a godless worldview. And, I, and, you know, it's like, what's one thing to say, like, oh, I want my kid to go to public school, and I want him to learn that God created the world. Well, it's not going to mm-hmm. happen. You know, okay. Right. You so can't make that. So don't just like, oh, that's terrible. You shouldn't teach, you know, creationism in school. Or just don't send your kids there. Like, you know. Her whole point was make make schools that are not government ran so that mm-hmm. we can call the shots and they are completely out of it. You know, like charter schools or I don't even know. I guess charter schools are government. Whatever, but uh, more private schools and just more. Um, 
Classical Christian the, education, baby. Yes. Look but up. the problem the problem was all these moms were saying, <laughs> we're not well, sponsored. I'm a single mom. I have to work all the time. Yeah. Um, and I get that. But that still comes down to that. I hate saying this, but that's not really public school's problem. Well, I mean, Solomon told his single mom story like that yeah. didn't stop her from doing the homeschool thing. My mom was a single mom and homeschooled two kids and worked three jobs. So, I mean, yeah, especially with, especially with church support, because a lot of that was on support of the church, came around my mom and helped her and provided for us and helped us. And and she figured out jobs with the hours that worked well. And, and you know, it wasn't ideal. It wasn't, you know, the best way to homeschool, but we did it. And. Right. We're alive, still we're okay. So it can be done. I mean, there's a there's a Holy Spirit factor too to to not discount as far as like we're in this alone kind of thing. And that's another another kind of interesting point that I don't get, think gets brought up enough. Uh, the the anti-vaccine spectrum is very broad as far as what people believe spiritually. So uh, for me, the, the reason that the the abortion argument was compelling is because it makes it a, a scriptural issue. What's the abortion argument? What's the whole like? So you, know, you guys know this made me think twice too because right. I'm like pro vax, flat earth, BS, just <laughs> f off, you know. But but when I started hearing, I think it was Douglas Wilson who who was on a podcast first said something about it about uh, vaccines coming from cell lines that were harvested from aborted babies, mm-hmm. and it's like what i'd never heard anything about that before right. or anything that that we get vaccine material ingredients from aborted babies not mm-hmm. miscarriages not tissue whatever abortions and being pro-life which we all are right. uh so that's an issue that's, a, that's right. like, okay well if that's true that's and that's, that's basically where douglas wilson landed on it was like it should at least make you think twice right yeah out. And, right. So, and it did it made me think twice so yeah so explain, because I, I, I don't know, maybe on Facebook, a lot of people do, but I don't know, people who might be just listening to it on, on uh, Spotify or Apple. Explain the fetal cell lines and vaccines to someone who has no concept of that at all. Yeah, so the vaccines can be either live or deadened vaccine. The live vaccines are cultured in the aborted fetal cells. So they say that for some of the vaccines that aren't live, they're grown inside a chicken or a cocker spaniel or a moth or um, a animal. Pig. Right, animal, any kind of animal, not any kind, any kind that they have in there. Oh, I wish you could right. pick your own animal. <laughs> right, pick your own animal. <laughs> Gosh. That's where we got the coronavirus from this stupid pangolin <laughs> and bats. Who chose a bat? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and then the live vaccines are the ones that they take the virus and they replicate it inside the aborted fetal cells. They attenuate it, weaken it, deaden it a little bit, but still live. And then they try to filter that out, but fragments of those cells still remain inside the vaccines. And that is a big reason why we even have religious um exemptions in the first place but at the same time there are also christians who say that they trust in the immune system that they don't agree with mixing animal product and or babies or anything like that i mean there are people that that claim religious exemption for other things other than the live vaccines like what exactly about how like how your body's a temple you get that one a lot mm-hmm. um, you shouldn't mix Blood and animal. Like Jehovah's Witness argument for against blood transfusions. Right, right. right. So um, are, are people who are because we I think we talked about this offline. 
are people who are anti-vax typically also anti like other treatments like that blood transfusions, blood transfusions yeah. and organ donors and stuff i think it just depends what do you think heather i've had a lot of people say um that they would rather treat it naturally than get an organ donation where do um, I even if it means death. it grows organs yeah what's the difference between na natural and, and organs because we're pretty natural <laughs> no wait what's the question like humans are a part of nature right mm -hmm. like the, we, we oh. create this like <laughs> dichotomy of like well it's it's, it's man-made and that's versus natural we're talking about we're all nature aren't we like right it's a natural organ i think the unnatural process of taking it from a different body and putting it into someone else's body they were not necessarily that they're against i don't know they just were so focused on the natural way just as as a whole that they in a lot of cases felt that if they did die um it was just god taking them away as long as they didn't receive the organ transplant yeah. so you have the moral, the moral high ground in that case to be like, well, I may be dead, but I went out naturally. And so my thing is, where is the line with that? So when people use the argument, your body is, <laughs> your body is a wonderland. <laughs> John Mayer over here. <laughs> your body is a John Mayer. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the Puritan, Puritan. I don't know. John Mayer. <laughs> The Christian version of Tom Mayer. Oh my goodness. Uh, your body is a temple. Should you not drink caffeine? Like, where is the line? Should you not have alcohol? Like, how do you get to decide what is okay in that situation to put into your temple and what's not? Right. And for context on that, because that does come up a lot your body is a temple, you shouldn't, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that verse in, in 1 Corinthians 6 is talking about uh, sexual immorality. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with medicine. Or food or anything like that. Um, I think the verse that would probably be the counter to that argument would be in Matthew, where the Pharisees tell Jesus that his disciples are unclean because they don't wash their hands before they eat. And he says, Don't you understand that it's not what goes into your body that defiles you, but what comes out of your mouth that defiles you? Yeah. So it, the that argument is I, I haven't really met anyone yet that makes like a good exegetical argument. Except, except what you put into your mouth is different than what you inject into your body. Right. But it is what's going into your body, right? Like, Right. But if you inject something with aluminum or something like that, that's going to affect you differently than if you were to eat it. Well, what about ink? Like with tattoos? That's an argument against tattoos. It's like you shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't get tattoos because of the – a lot of people that are anti-vax don't get tattoos because of there's just as many – can be just as many heavy metals in the ink. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're kind of—I don't know if holistic is the word—but they're kind of uh, they're crunchy. <laughs> the the anti-vax camp tends to be pretty crunchy about stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we're trying to approach it from a biblical perspective because if you if you're not, you're not doing it right. Right. So biblically speaking, what's the argument that you would make against vaccinating? Speaking biblically, speaking exegetically, speaking Holy Spirit, what's the argument you would make against it? This is an Abby question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess just personally for us, one, we do not, we would not do the live vaccines because of the aborted fetal cells. Um, whether it was two, whether it was hundreds, it doesn't matter to us. Abortion is abortion, so we just kind of stand firm on that. Um, other than that. 
This is where it kind of gets tricky because I wouldn't say that I see if somebody. So is it a preference or is it actually something that's wrong to do? Biblical wise, I would say the live vaccines is where you have me biblically. Okay. Like it's biblically wrong, contradicts the Bible. For me, like other than live vaccines, for me, natural herd immunity, natural God-given immunity is more important to me than vaccine-induced herd immunity. However, I understand that not everybody sees it that way. And I wouldn't necessarily say because they would want to go to vaccine-induced herd immunity over natural that that would be a sin. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. For me, I feel convicted about it and I feel led to live that way, but I wouldn't necessarily say just based on herd immunity that that would be simple. So that's, that's the logic behind the vaccination idea is that we're basically inducing herd immunity. Like rather than let you catch it on your own, we're going to get you all lined up. We're going to give you this and build the immunity ourselves. We're going to be proactive about it. That's what I was saying before too, about how like, you know, I, I, I don't want to use a calculator because God gave me a brain. Like, yeah, but you it's okay to use a calculator to accelerate what your brain could probably do a whole lot slower, uh, just uh, quickly. Like, there's nothing wrong with accelerating that, and especially like I see technology and in, in, in medical advancements as a gift from God, like you right. know, as things getting better and saving lives and helping people and in, in me modern medicine, surgery, like anything that we've come up with that we've used plastic and metal and all these things to better people's lives, prosthetics, any sort of thing like that, I think is a blessing from God. Not like, well, you didn't do it naturally. You should be hobbling around instead of using a prosthetic leg because that's, you know, it's like, well, yeah. how far does that go, I guess? Yeah, to me, I feel like that's saying, because God made his own system. When you're, when you're born and you're breastfeeding, your mother that required measles, your mother that got the chicken pox, your mother that got whatever is passing you antibodies through your breast milk until you get older. Once you're a child, usually for measles, chicken pox, anything like that, it's better for you to get the disease when you're a child because it's worse when you're an adult. So right. you usually get it when you're a child, then you're immune. And I mean, really immune for the most percentage of people for the rest of their life. But if it's a girl, she's also now able to pass the antibodies on over and over. So for instance, when we had the measles outbreak, okay, we've been doing the measles vaccine since 1963. Everybody was told to go get more vaccines, except the people born between 1957 and before, because they were naturally immune to measles. The whole generations, everybody between 1950, whatever, they had gotten the measles and were naturally immune from it, 98% or something like that, didn't have to worry about getting a vaccine. When have we ever reached that that time in this era between vaccines from the whole time that vaccines have said, okay, well now everyone's reached herd immunity. We've so never maybe, so what's the what's the natural immunity for polio? Um I don't know. The yeah, death rate of polio is actually like 0 0.01. Well, what about just what if you just don't want polio? Because <laughs> that's fair. Dying. I mean, yeah. FDR didn't die, but he was still in a wheelchair. Like, what? I mean, yeah, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. Like, right. You don't want it. That's. I mean. But if that's your hurt, that's your natural immunity. That's it. We could stop it, but we're not because God wants you to have polio. 
Well, at, but at the same time, a lot of polio was um, DDT and the pesticides that they were using, which which gave people all of the same symptoms as polio. If you mm. look at countries that still use like the DDT and some of the pesticides, they still have polio-like symptoms. They used to spray like DDT in the lunch boxes all over um, like the kids' food because they just thought it was safe. It was just kind of like cigarettes. Dr. Back Blake. when we back when we build schools out of asbestos and stuff. Yeah. Uh. My, yeah, right? Yeah. Can you explain maybe this comment can can you explain uh though that is not what herd immunity actually means. So I guess that's referring to the vaccination induced herd immunity. So what's what's the difference? Do, do you guys know what she's referring to? Why vaccination induced herd immunity would be different than natural? I don't know cuz after that she said exactly that is herd immunity. Hmm. So when, maybe she'll comment and Okay. Yeah. If you can, so Shelby, and, and, what's the, and, and also, what is the cost? What is the natural cost of herd immunity uh, from a generation? I mean, when when people came over, how come the Native Americans didn't just get into herd immunity from right. smallpox and stuff? How come generations were just decimated by her smallpox? Where was the herd immunity? What should they have just? I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's what killed the Native Americans was people bringing these things over. That then they're just like, well, maybe in three generations one person will have the herd immunity after generations die from it from, right. from, the, native, from the native americans so and i know they didn't have those diseases here before so that's why they got it so bad but at the same time it's like that's a, that's a that's a a new a, a disease entering a group of people and so what should we do for these native americans if there was some sort of medicine should they have taken it or just like hey you know what just deal with it and what's the generational lives cost of herd immunity i guess well, I know that from, okay, if you look at 19, I think it was 1912, there were 5,000 people a year that died from the measles. By the year 1962, it was 500 people a year in the United States that died from the measles. The measles vaccine wasn't brought until 1963. So between 1912 and 1962, it went from a 6,000 a year decline to a 500 a year decline. That's way less than even car, car rides. I mean, can you uh, move a little closer to your mic, your little... Yeah, I'm struggling to hear you. So uh, one one place where I do find that you guys have a pretty, a pretty good argument is that industrialization and sanitation helped get rid of a lot of stuff. And we see that like backslide in California where they have a huge homeless problem, like medieval diseases are starting to pop up again. People are getting typhoid and, and things like that. Uh, so on the one hand, industrialization did take care of a lot of the problems that we had with specific types of diseases, sanitation, food and home sanitation, uh, just general cleanliness as a whole. The, the problem is that's oftentimes when people are, are anti-vax and, and this is the thing that we talked about offline too, and some people will get into it a little bit. And I know it's a harder question to have when they're anti-vax, they're thinking of very Amero centric. So like in America, we don't have a problem with these things anymore because of how we live. But like we don't live in Rio where they live in houses made of cardboard boxes and stuff, but they're still anti-vax for foreigners too. Um, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Like countries that aren't necessarily up to our level standard of living, should they just like third world countries being decimated by diseases that we have a vaccine right. for that would like see it as a blessing miracle to have a vaccine. Absolutely not. No, where show me. I'm having a hard time hearing. Abby. <laughs> what do you mean? Show me, show me where they think it's an absolute miracle. No, I'm just saying, like, if, if people who are dying from dysentery and who are dying from Ebola and dying from other things in third world countries. 
Right, but they but don't they have a vaccine. Water, they want food, they want shelter more than they want vaccines. Can y'all hear me better? I screwed up. Yes, yeah, yeah, much better. <laughs> yeah. For like people in third world countries, if you look, a ton, a ton of third world countries are rejecting vaccines or because they see that the harm that they, they see the harm that's done. And usually, even with people in America, if your kids hurt from a vaccine, you have no one to go to. You don't have a doctor that's going to believe you. You don't have anybody except usually the more natural doctors that are going to try to help you fix that injury. You're, especially in third world countries, they go and send all these vaccines, it hurts all their children, and then they've got nowhere to go. So a lot, a lot of third world countries would rather not have vaccines and would rather have that money spent in clean water and food and better housing so they can just fix the root of the problem. Well, the, the, the big problem is that it doesn't really fix the root of the problem in third world countries because a lot of the, like, let's talk about Africa. The problem in Africa is that it's, for the most part, war-torn. Like, you know, if we go in and build houses and do all this stuff for them, some warlord's going to roll through and take control of it. And then the people aren't going to have whatever they need. So there's like a bigger problem they're dealing with. Um, so like, is it, is it wrong to fight on two fronts? Is it wrong to like, try to try to deal with getting them up to a better standard of living, but also having vaccination for while we can't do that. Okay. I don't think I followed you. Okay. So like, can we, can we do both? Can't we try to fix where they're living? Can't we help their infrastructure, but also um, also give them vaccinations at the same time? I mean, we we can. We could do anything. But I think more importantly, we should leave that to their choice. Do they want to get vaccinated? If not, that shouldn't be the only thing that we're offering. I agree. So I agree. It shouldn't be the only thing we're offering. I mean, yeah, the root cause is the dirty water, the, the warlords, right. the, the infrastructure and industrialization. I mean, I'm for industrialization. Mm -hmm. So, and that, that's kind of what we are talking about before offline. So like the, the, the dichotomy seems to be high industrialization, lower need for vaccines or zero industrialization and a vaccine would help, you know, but like that, a vaccine is like the quick, the quick fix rather than like the years long upbringing of industrialization. Right. right? So Ernie, what question should we be asking? Go ahead and comment that and we'll see where it, where it comes up because we're asking the wrong question. Um, okay, so is there, the problem for me is that to be anti-vax, I've said before, I would have to be convinced that vaccines are bad for every person at all times under all situations. And I'm just not convinced that's true. And I'd even, I'd even be willing to go so far as to say, if, if you were to say like, well, we should get rid of live vaccines, I would say, okay, there's maybe a good argument for that. Um, but uh, a lot of people who are anti-vax are anti-vax completely. And it does get a little nutty on the fringes uh, where they're like anti-medicine altogether. I've, I've had people tell me that maybe you should look into whether or not you should be taking insulin. I'm like, well, that's an insane argument, but you know, you can make it, I guess. <laughs> Is yeah, there... you, stop, you stop taking modern medicine, Julie. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 please. Let me just, I'll find a root and chew on it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think there's for sure room for vaccines in, in the Christian life. Um, where it gets squirrely is the abortion argument. Yeah. So I kind of want to hone in on that a little bit and kind of, <sighs> do you think that, because we, we got into it last week a little bit, how we were talking about how, okay, well, if we, if we stop using anything that may have come from something tainted by sin, we're going to have to stop using everything. Um, do, do you think that's a valid argument, or do you think that's kind of too broad of an argument? Like to the, evil, the evil origins argument. Right. right. <laughs> there was a heavy sigh right there. <laughs> I just, okay, so... 
me and Ben were talking about this a lot today. Um, that if there, if you know, our child was dying, and there was a medicine that could save her instantly, like she would die without it, and there's medicine that would save her definitely. Um, but that medicine was derived from aborted fetal cells in the fifties. Would we use it? And it was like a definite yes, yes, we would. Um, and so you have to think that these pro-vax parents, when they view vaccines, they're viewing them as this could save my kid's life. Mm. Um, and so in a sense, they're coming from that same situation. If you want to be consistent, then you have to be able to say that no, you would deny your kid that medicine, let them die because the two babies, or not the two babies, but in their minds, it's two, it's much more than that. Can you, can you tell how were, many it was? Like, go ahead and just say how many it was so we can get that out in the open, because. In 1960, right, right, or CT, whatever, or CT3, or, or yeah, not many, even just that year, but like. Right. How total, how many babies have been used in the, like just put the number out there so everybody can hear how much it actually is. Over a hundred. Okay. I can't hear her. Y'all have to tell me what she's saying. A hundred. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear. Yeah, we can hear. So to be clear, it wasn't like one or two. It was over a hundred. So let's put that out there. Facts on the floor. Yeah. Over a hundred babies were used. So. That, that, that's, yeah, I think we need to like kind of lay that out. The fact is, and this is what I'm coming to brand new as, as I didn't know this at all, but just doing some research and looking at it is uh, the fact is that there were aborted babies not miscarried not tissue whatever but but aborted babies for the intention of making the cell lines that where we get vaccines basically well, all the vaccines that we use and those cell what i understand is that there were a cluster or set of abortions 50 or so years ago that from which we get a cell line which is replicated which the vaccines come from the replicated cell lines so it's not one abortion equals one vaccine or one abortion equals a thousand vaccine. It's not, it's, it, there were a, a, a wave of abortions that happened about 50 years ago. And from those, we've developed cell lines from human fetal tissue that grew into, that we use, replicated in labs to use for vaccines since. Right. Now, that's, that's what the fact is. And so now as Christians, we have to come to that fact and think- well, And the ones that we yeah. So now, so so, but there's no vaccination that's been made for that yet. But there, so now the so the abortions were done. Nine. Right. I know. Well, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. But we're not participating in the abortion. No one's right. no one's benefiting from the abortion at all right now. Okay. So what I'm saying is, so yeah, in 2015, though, for so the new one is Walvax. Uh, what is it? Walvax two. Two is a new cell line from abortions or abortion abortions doesn't matter from 2015 that they are trying to use to develop a more recent cell line than one from the 60s or some from the 60s to develop more vaccines to new vaccines for common illnesses i can't really find what the illnesses actually were was it mumps was it measles was it from from walvax 2 wi38 is what walvax 2 was to replace and wi38 is an mmr okay so just so walvax is the re-up on on the on the cell line basically on the cell line right okay. and, but not only because it's not replicating and it's diminishing but because over time the more it does replicate the more tumorigenic it gets so yeah. it deteriorates over time so those are the facts those are the facts that i've come to like now just being a total pro-vax totally 
uninformed about anything come to this fact of, okay, there were abortions that were done. We have vaccines today because of abortions that were done 50 years ago. And now we're in 2015, more abortions are being done to try and re-up and replace the cell lines that came from those abortions. So the, the dilemma, the Christian dilemma here, ethically, biblically, is should we get our kids vaccinated knowing that we that these that these come from that uh, babies were intentionally aborted to get ingredients for this vaccine that's the that's the moral dilemma here as far as like well what is is that wrong are we encouraging abortion are we i'm pro-life so what is it but i'm benefiting from a, a set of abortions you know what what does that mean how, how do we handle that so that's what we're really talking about here as far as like just the facts of really what happened and how we should approach this as christians and i think a lot of a lot of people that say i'm against it religiously is because there are fragments of the aborted fetal cells that get into the vaccine and so that's another thing too is they're like well this is male and female aborted fetal cells that fragments of them are going into my child and so that's one objection that they have too they don't want injected mm -hmm. So I want to kind of address this comment real quick, just and we can get back to where we were because I like where we're going. How do you um, post the comments? How do you pump the comments on the screen? If you run your cursor over it, there's a little thing that pops up that says share, and you can click on it. I don't see it. I think it's you, just you. Oh, I might, yeah, it might just be me because <laughs> I'm hosting. Man, uh, all right. <laughs> I have the power, guys. Yeah. So uh, she says, "No morals over fear." So. On, on one end, and this is maybe the most offensive thing I'm going to say, I think the pro-vax and the anti-vax people on the far ends are the same people. They're just playing for different teams. Um, on the one side, the anti-vax people are afraid the vaccines are going to kill their kids. On the other side, the pro-vax people are afraid that ki their kids are going to die if they don't get vaccinated. So uh, I think both sides are guilty of using fear as an argument. And when I've talked to some people, that's kind of where it comes down to, especially when we talk about my kid. They're like, well, do you want something bad to happen to him? Well, obviously, no but that can't be your argument why I shouldn't do it. Like something could happen. Well, something could happen when we leave the house. Like, what am I going to do? Lock myself in here and not leave. So I don't, I don't think it's really fair for one side to say, well, you're basing it on fear. I think both sides are guilty of that same sin. I, yeah. I don't think one or the other. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's all motivated by, by fear, just fear of different things. Right. And I think one, one thing that humans are bad at accepting is that we're all going to die. <laughs> like we're trying to stave it off as long as we can, but we're all going to die. And we have to accept that as a fact. There's no, the, the coronavirus really kind of put that out there that uh, I would talk to people and they're like, well, I don't want to die from it. It's, or I don't want to die. It's like, well, you're going to, so you got to get past that. We're all going to die at some point. And, and, and that's, that's the thing too. You'll probably get Corona just like you'll probably right. get a cold or probably get the flu, but you probably won't die from it. That right. just like the cold or flu, like that, right. you know, and I'm not saying it's the same as the flu or whatever. I know it's different, but I'm saying in like, in years future, you might get Corona, even if you have a vaccine, like even after herd immunity, whatever, you're probably going to get it. Just there's, we're never going to live in a world without Corona, without COVID-19. Like that so, is just here now. So, right. So l let me ask you this, Solomon, and maybe you guys can talk to it. Cause I think there's another area where I kind of find common ground with you guys. Cause like I've said before, you guys make some good points. If the crazy people weren't making the argument, I think it would have more traction. Uh, we're over medicated as a society, like anything that's wrong with you, take a pill, you're good to go. Uh, and especially like the number of the number of vaccines that my parents had was much smaller than the number that I had. And the number of vaccines that I have is much smaller than the ones my son had. Like it just ups and ups and ups and ups. Mm -hmm. So when do you think Solomon, there's a point where you can say like, well, we don't really need that many medications for this kind of stuff. Like he's going to be fine if he gets it. 
Yeah, I think the skinny pill is not the way to go. Like if you like it, the quick fix, the quick like, we'll just suck all the fat out of you. That way we have the technology. It's like that, but that's not the right way to do it. You got to work out. You got to eat right. You have to like. I think that's building immune, like your natural immune system. You should be doing that for sure. You should be taking vitamins. You should be eating healthy. You know, just like if you want to just avoid paying for medicines or whatever it is like, cause that's the thing too with this COVID-19 is that the people who are dying are the overweight people are the people with, um, you know, respiratory problems anyway, people with asthma. And I know there's some people, you know, older people you can't do anything about being old, right? right. You can do something about going to, you know, what, you know, Whataburger three times a day. You know what I mean? So, uh, those things you can be making yourself more at risk than otherwise right so that's something to consider first of all too i think that's going to be definitely a way and, the, and the, we are an over medicated people for sure like 100 percent. so and and i think i think modern medicine is good but i think we're abusing it in that way okay yeah. and, and then you can get addicted into things and yeah for sure absolutely so i, I think the four and that's why i thought the four of us would be because we have some common ground on this like we can agree on certain things where it gets squirrely for us and when we come to different conclusions is the abortion issue uh so i want to highlight this comment because it's kind of what we got into last week yeah. uh if you object to vaccinating due to where it came from you have to object to most technology yeah so much of what we use to better our lives now has been born out of sinful acts experiences motives but that doesn't mean the current benefits are immoral in the same way the initial cause was the ends don't justify the means, but the means don't necessarily negate the usability of the ends. Yeah, we're using the internet, and we wouldn't have internet without the porn industry. That's right. a fact. That's a fact. We would not That's have right. any internet at all. You don't have Facebook. You don't have Amazon. You would not have anything you have right now on the internet without the porn industry, which is largely applied on child slavery, sex slavery, horrible, I mean, just a horrible, terrible, corrupt things. Uh, and the internet is built on that. So right. as far as like, well, I don't want to use things because it has evil origins. Get offline. I mean, really, like, honestly, because that's going on right now. You're talking about currently ongoing. The, the internet is more supported on slavery than vaccines are supported on abortions. Well, well, if, if we're gonna if you're gonna go that route, then then they might as well just allow all aborted fetal cells to be tested on and make medications all the time, which would raise the demand for abortions that need the aborted fetal cells, and then it wouldn't really matter where they came from as right, long as we're getting the means to medication. What he's saying is that the if the, if if, it, if, it, if, it, if I said no vaccines tomorrow and equals no abortions tomorrow, I'd be no no vaccines, hundred percent. If he said tomorrow we're going to erase vaccines and that means directly we will erase abortion, I'm doing it. I'm anti-vax all the way. That's not the correlation. That's right. not the, the, the how, how it's connected. It just isn't. Right, know, but, but that's that's almost like saying- no vaccines tomorrow at all ever, we, abortion would go on for another 100 years for way more other reasons. Vaccine, I- vaccines are not supporting abortion at all. Well, you can't you can't have a live vaccine without abortion, though. Right, but that okay, but that's, that's like saying vaccines aren't surviving off of continued, ongoing abort thousands of abortions every day. Right. If, if we, we have no more abortions from 2015 on, and we have no more, we are going to have no more vaccines for chickenpox, for MMR, for how long? How far down the road? Forever. If we if we don't use aborted fetal cells, forever. Right. What what he's saying is, if we stop abortions, if abortions were outlawed tomorrow, would we be out of vaccines tomorrow? No, I mean we have a stock. Or right. vice versa, people don't get abortions to promote the vaccine industry. 
right, right. predominantly like carry on predominantly portions are elective it's it's convenience more than yeah. like like 99% convenience and sin and sexual morality is it leads to abortion not we need a vaccine because we've gone 50 years without an before before uh, from the 60s to 2015 we've gone without an abortion equal vaccines you know what i mean right. so i understand there's a connection but it's the evil origins it's not the continued support continued right. ongoing support so the, the question is also like if tomorrow they said we can't develop any new vaccines unless we continue to have abortions, we'd be like, okay, well then don't develop any new vaccines. We'll deal with it. But the, that's not the question. The question is, what are we going to do with what's already happened 50 years in the past, 60 years in the past, at this point, like 70 years in the past? What are we going to do with that? That's where it gets into the argument. And I want to clarify for this statement too, because Ernie commented on this. Uh, the internet was not invented because of the porn industry. No, the internet was not invented. I never said it was invented because of the porn industry. I said it didn't become what it is today without the money funding porn. The, that, the internet was just a little novelty thing that the government was doing that people were randomly doing, and it was just so small and so unsupported, unfunded, and all that. But it wasn't until porn entered into the equation of, of, of the internet that money started being poured in, and then other people saw what the internet could be. It, 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 what they, I didn't say it was invented for porn. I didn't right. say that. And I'm the saying, innovations going forward have been pushed by the porn industry predominantly. The need for private pay, the need for uh, fast connect, private, fast secure private connection. All of that stuff was pushed forward because the porn industry needed that to be viable. So yeah. you don't get the modern internet without the porn industry is what we're saying. It, otherwise, it would still just be dudes in their basement using DSL, to, uh, not even DSL, using dial-up to get to other people's message boards. That's where you'd be stuck. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, I used to be very against vaccines because of the aborted fetal cells, but it was then that I, I mean, like I did a full 180 when I, um, put myself in situations where I would be forced to not force, but have to decide between medicine that was uh, made from fetal cells. Would I really say no? And so the problem isn't people that don't want to vaccinate due to fetal cells, it's maybe that they, I would wonder if they're consistent as far as how far that argument goes, like mm -hmm. in the situation of, would you let your kid die? Um, if it meant not using medicine that was derived from fetal cells, like what, how far would you go? And if you can be consistent through that, and that may be begging the question a little bit, but, um, it, it kind of goes into the internet argument and things like that. A lot of what we have today doesn't have the prettiest um, beginnings. And well, I mean, nothing does. It, 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 Dave Chappelle made the joke that our money looks like baseball cards for slave owners. Like our presidents were slave owners. Our country was built on the back of slavery. That's a real thing that yeah. we have to live with. You know, like, we're most of the land we, and that most was the land we're sitting on right now was murdered for. I mean that. I mean, as far as like, hey, you know, Mexicans and Indians, we the the territory just kind of kept expanding, and it's like, hey, now you're in America, we're gonna just boot you out. Right. That's immoral. That's wrong. But that's what happened. So, and also with the Native Americans, like that. That these are just facts that happen. I'm not saying I am guilty of those things, but that's the argument, right? Like you're guilty because you're standing on the land. You mm -hmm. live here because you're not. I don't know what. It's like. That that's the or, or the evil origins, yeah. Like slavery, or industrial uh, industrial revolution, child labor laws, and child. You know, and it and it doesn't even have. end at the industrial revolution. Like the reason that we have iPhones is because they're made cheap in China. Like we all know that. 
everybody knows that Chinese people are being paid cents to the hour to make your iPhone, but nobody has a problem buying them or using them. Yeah, sweatshops and child yeah. labor, all the right. things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, it's just about, yeah, it's about consistency. And maybe we should, like, I don't know, like, maybe the argument is we shouldn't be using phones. We shouldn't be using, like, we have to have ethically sourced right. everything or something. I don't know, but it's that's it's, another side of it. Yeah. It's just something else to consider, like the evil origins of so many things we use. But so when I first heard this, I was like, well, would I, if I was, if I needed an organ transplant, would I take a blood transfusion from someone who was murdered? Right. That's how I first took this of like, well, these babies were murdered and we use the, the cell lines to create vaccines that do save lives and help people and, and do these things. So uh, that's the thing. But then it was, but then it, the, the, uh, that's not quite the argument. It's not like, okay, would I take a blood transfusion from someone who was murdered? Yes. Would I take blood from someone who was murdered for my blood transfusion? Right. No. And that's the difference. That's the, what we're kind of talking about here. And that, that, that sounds right. like more that's like these babies, were, these babies were aborted for well, vaccines. I, I did read I'm not sure which one of you sent me the link, but I did read a thing where it was saying it's unclear whether or not the mothers were aware that the abortion was going to be used for vaccines. Oh, yeah. And this, they were lied to. People were so like Roe v. Wade was completely based on a lie of she didn't know what abortion was. You know, like that. that is such a. Abortion back then was so manipulative and so like there was the science just wasn't even there um, to, to uh, for women to really understand what was happening. The doctors were way more respected and just trusted blindly for anything. And it was like, it's a cluster of cells. Let's get rid of it for you. Thank you. I won't be pregnant anymore. You um, know, and shut yeah. up with a baby to boost our argument. <laughs> <laughs> I got visual aids. This isn't fair. <laughs> yeah, she was asleep. But. Like, do you want to poke this child with a needle? So, I mean, yeah, we're all on the same page that if they said tomorrow we can't make any wow. new vaccines without abortions, would we all be like, yeah, okay, that's fine. We don't make any more vaccines. Right. Oh, did you see what Shelby um, said? Uh, let's see. Let me pop this one up. If it could save her life. Wow. That's a statement. I mean, I have to respect in a way the consistency. Right, but I have, to question, I have to question if that's honest. Because yeah. I feel like you're sacrificing honesty for consistency. Yeah, so th this reminds me, this, right. this whole thing kind of reminds me of a... Argument that was that I heard proposed one time. Yeah, I'm getting deja vu right now, which is really weird. So I've never done this before. But uh, <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, the matrix is glitching. <laughs> but um, there, so there's a there's a there was an uh, argument against against uh, like for abortion you know, against pro-lifers, and it was uh, it was like it crushes the pro-life argument, and it was if you because we see it as children. Black right. conception, an embryo, a fetus, that's a baby. That is a right. human being, right? We see it the same. Right. And, this, and it, was, it was a gotcha on you don't see it the same. So right. the, the scenario presented is if you're in a, a clinic or something and you see a box with uh, 20 viable fetus, fetuses or embryos, you know, uh, in the, the, the clinic is burning down. And you can only grab, you can grab a, a, a box of 20, uh, 100 uh viable embryo human being children you know that to save or a five one five-year-old kid right 
which do you take? Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's like, you would take the kid. So boom. Of course. Yeah. Right. So boom, you're, you're saying it's not the same. You choose one life over a hundred because it's out of the womb. It's there. It's not an embryo. It's not a fetus, whatever. So there is a difference. Boom. There you go. You're, you're shut down. So the problem with that is it's not taking into account the, yeah, and, and I think this kind of applies for what we're talking about too, is the, especially with Shelby Coffee's comment, the difference between moral logic and moral instinct, right? right. Moral logic right. consistency would say take the 100 lives over one human life, right? Mm-hmm. You could save, save as many as you can. Human beings equal, save as many as you can, right? The difference is, yeah, it, it's harder to, my moral instinct, ask me what I would do, I would take the five-year-old kid. Right. Because that's just we, we have that human connection of being, you know, it's hard yeah, to kill yeah. someone you look in the eyes. Right? right. And so and that's why they that's why pro choice people don't want sonograms, because once you see it, it's hard to kill that person. So that's what it comes down to is moral logic versus moral instinct. If you're asking me what was morally logically consistent, take the box of embryos. If you're asking me what I would do of moral instinct, I would take the five year old. And if it was my kid, I would take my kid over a hundred thousand embryos. In there, you know what I mean. So yeah. you're, you're you're asking a different situation when it's when you when it's presented that way, and it's not taking into account the difference between moral logic and moral instinct. So, and I think that is something that Shelby Coffee is not. My saying. problem and is I always can't. how big is the box or how big is the kid? Why can't I carry both? <laughs> why, why do I only have to get yeah, one? Julian hates the scenario. It's the scenario. <laughs> well, I hate the because the person sets up the sets up a no win scenario and is like, okay, try to win. Yeah, like, you know, it's like you play well, hockey. It is. Like you know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, but, I don't really have a problem with it. I would just take the kid, and just, I mean, across the board, I would just take the kid. Well, Even, now we know you're not a Christian, so I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like I would inject her with whatever I had to to save her life. I mean, yeah. maybe that yeah. makes me bad, but. That's I mean, what I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and that's what this comes down to. Also, is like, look, all these uh, uh, babies were born, and like, that's that that's not okay. That's wrong. But if it meant, and and again, this is you know saying vaccines do save lives, then yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get my kid vaccinated because I, I think that that's wrong. And if you give me a, a, a petition right now, I'd vote against it. But you ask me what I would do for the safety of my kid. I'm gonna take that that has more weight than my moral consistency, I guess. Well, and part of it too is like you not vaccinating your kid is not gonna undo what happened in the fifties. Like there's it, um Wilson, Wilson said you can't unscramble the egg. Like there's no way to undo what's already been done. So yeah. I, I feel like on one one hand it, it's a little bit moral posturing to be like, Well, I'm not gonna participate. It's like but that doesn't change what happened already. Like yeah. it, it's all it, but it doesn't encourage more. That's, that's the argument right. too. And, like, right, that is by, by, get, by getting vaccines, are we promoting abortions to get more vaccines? And I don't know because I, I talked about stem cells last time. It, you know, when they put the hold yeah. on fetal research for stem cells, that didn't stop stem cells. They just found another way to do it. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I, it's it's fast and faster and easier for sure. And a godless society doesn't care about abortion, so they're not hesitant to use aborted fetal cells. Yeah, but the the if root it comes down that, to easier or less easy. I would be more anti-vax on that, as far as like, well, we can find ways to do it without right. aborted babies, but aborted babies would make it so much faster and easy. I would oh, say no, no. Right. What about the kids that have died from vac- being vaccinated or been injured? Like, what if what if you what if your kid had died? 
that's that's what, kid, what about the kids who die in car accidents and, yeah and that's it, such a hard argument to use because it's like belt cut the kid like what i mean right. don't it's wear like, seatbelts on i'm just saying do you still feel like you would be like well i'm gonna give it to my kid right but it would have to be so so i talked about that with my wife and we were talking about like the statistics on that and like side effects harmful side effects versus uh like what what's the you know and that's a question to consider it's like with this vaccine the uh yeah so the this vaccine one one in 10 million kids will have a harmful side effect i'd probably go for it like okay i'm i'm yeah like i'll do it but if it's one in 10 we're like mm, probably not like okay i'm probably not giving my kid that vaccine it right. just depends on the statistics of like do i think my kid's gonna be that one in 10 million or whatever the number is how far the number is and but also to consider too if I, my kid doesn't get this vaccine, what's the odds he's going to get measles or, Man. you know, whatever, polio or whatever. It's like, well, those are not high at all. It's like, okay, maybe that's something to consider too. But, right. but, but then you multiply that by thousands of kids not getting vac vaccinated. And then you could create this, like, okay, I think in New York, they had the community of, of Jewish people who didn't get vaccines and they all, there was like a huge smallpox outbreak or whatever. So, or measles, measles outbreak. But, yeah, yeah. Measles outbreak. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ones who lived. But that gets weird too. Nobody died. But that gets weird too. Cause they do come after like isolated communities, like Amish people and, and Hasidic Jews who don't really have contact with the outside world. And they're like, no, but you still have to do it. Cause we said so. And I always, I get fiercely against that. Like, oh, yeah. like Abby, Abby right now, that comment was like the, 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 the Chinese guy from, from hangover. Yeah. But did you die? <laughs> did you die? Did you die? That's well, the that's data war that's happening between anti-vaxxers and pro-vaxxers though, because yeah. that, that is really the big argument. And the we've talked about it before. Yeah. On one yeah. level, the data doesn't matter because you can find data it's for black hole. Anyway. Yes. I can, I can just as easily Google search all statistics and graphs and charts that show vaccines are the miracle of all miracles. And I can just as easily Google search and find statistics that say in data that says it's a curse and it's horrible and everyone's going to die if you get a vaccine. So it, it's like, it's like, I can't even, you're just going to, it's going to come down to your biases ultimately right. in, in your, and that's, that's kind of why I don't like the, you know, this happened to my kid argument either. Cause like, well, it didn't happen to mine. So what does that mean? Like yeah. you show me a kid who was injured. I can show you one who wasn't. And we're just going to compare kids all day. Like that, yeah. that doesn't get us anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's one reason why I think that without a doubt, they need a unvaccinated versus vaccinated study. They, they need that kind of study. And they refuse to do that study. Well, I mean, let's, Hypothetically, could we take like an Amish community who's never been vaccinated and like the normal community of an equal size and like compare them? Could we do that? Yeah, or or studies. I mean, because usually studies need thousands of people to be a good study of right. a big amount of people. But there's plenty of people in the United States that if, whose babies have never had one vaccine that would and have offered to allow their kids to be in a study, but they claim that it's unethical. So those studies have never been done. I and don't know. I don't know how many people, like if a doctor said. came up to me after uh, after my baby was born and was like, hey, uh, would you like your child to be part of this study? I would be like, now is really not the time for that. I don't know how many people would agree <laughs> to that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Not just the doctors have been saying like it's unethical, but how many people would be like, yeah, for sure, let's do this. Like it's kind of not. All the kids that did, all the 
parents that did the studies for the Hep B right at birth and vitamin K and yeah, they're crazy. I would never like like yeah, this one's fresh. Put them in the study, right? Why wouldn't you there? Yeah, yeah. Shelby, if my child lost their hearing from vaccine, I'd be anti-vax. You're right, right. but he didn't, so I'm not. Right, and that's what that's the problem. That argument is useless because it can go either way. Everybody can have an anecdote of like of evidence, and that's just not that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't work across the board. All four of us here have been vaccinated, and we're all fine. Yeah. I mean, so it's a bad argument to make. It's, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, physically we're fine. Mentally, there's questions, but that's just a bad argument to make, you know. So it, what it really yeah. comes in, that's why I said the abortion argument's the only compelling argument because that's the only one that makes people stop and think. Like that's the only thing that ever gave me pause on vaccine was like, well, did you know that they used abortions to do it? No, but now, now I do, and how do I feel about that? But I mean, it, it goes I back. I've never got the flu shot, and I've never had the flu. And the one time my son got the flu shot, he got the flu. And that turned me against the flu shot forever. But I, that's what I always hear, too. Every time I hear anybody talk about getting the flu shot, they got the flu. Like, right? And, I don't know. But, <laughs> but they also didn't die from the flu. So, But, I mean, how many people – I mean, a lot of people die from the flu, but what's wrong with them in the first place? Because the, the whole thing is that the flu, like the coronavirus, takes out your immune system to an extent where anything else could kill you. So it's not the, the thing itself that's killing you. It's what it opens up the gate for that kills you after that. Um I I don't know. And the coronavirus thing got me thinking about a lot of other stuff too, because there's people coming out that are saying, well, even if you get it, you don't, you don't develop an immunity to it. And I'm like, well, isn't the lo- that the logic behind a vaccine? So if we got a vaccine for the coronavirus. Wouldn't I still not be immune to it? it antibodies if you have it. Yeah, right. Like- but that's what the, the media is saying that, well, even if you get it, that doesn't mean you're immune to it. Like, well, how does that work? Then shouldn't I not get vaccinated for it also? Cause then it wouldn't give me any antibodies that would help me at all. Yeah, I haven't heard that, that if you get it, you won't have antibodies against it. I've always just heard if you, if you get it. You know, I don't know how true that is. Yeah, I don't know how true. That's the problem. I don't know how true it is. I I saw my doctor this week, my endocrinologist, and he was saying at this point, we're at least six months out from a vaccine. And uh, the talk about the virus has become political more than medical. So it's not even really, we're not getting anything good from it. Um, would y'all would you get, I mean, I know somebody else has it, but like, would you get because I, I asked this question when i shared it uh, would you get the will you get the coronavirus uh vaccine when it comes out no yeah probably not i think my <laughs> i mean if it's got a point three, yeah i don't know either. i feel like it's kind of like buying the new phone when it comes out it's still all buggy <laughs> <laughs> you know, like oh, I'll, I'll get. I'll wait a couple years. I'll go, to get the I'll new go with one. you and see what happens to you, and then if it's cool, I'll get it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably I'll probably do. I'd probably wait till like millions of people get it and to see what that's like, and they'll be like, "All right, let's get some numbers on the on the on the COVID nineteen <laughs> vaccination first, and then it's like, all right, you know, one in a thousand people have gotten sick. It's like, all right, I'll get it. You know, but yeah. So I just talked a little bit about our over medication because like. We'd all acknowledge that we're an over-medicated society, right? Right. And I heard a pastor – somebody sent me a link one time for a reformed pastor who was anti-vaccine. It was the only time I ever listened to a pastor talk about it because he was reformed. So I was like, okay, well, he's not crazy. He's not a conspiracy theorist. So he's Do you know Jeff Rubin's position on this? Or? I've never heard him speak about me it at neither. all. Me neither. I, I searched for it, looked for it. You figure this would be something that is on his radar. I mean he runs in a whole anti-abortion ministry. Right. Huge you know, protesting is a, you would think, I don't know what his vaccination stance is. Right. So it's, no it's let's really get crazy. Jeff, if you're, <laughs> if you can yeah, hear right. me talk just about this. Um, 
So we're over-medicated. And I think part of that gets down to like the, the, the issue at the heart of humanity on some level that we're fundamentally broken, right? Like we weren't built to be the way we are. We were built to be better. We're the whole point of like creation was Eden expands throughout the world. God lives with humanity and communion. We're eternal. We live forever, but we didn't get that. And then we're broken and we die and our bodies give out eventually. So on one level, I feel like the over-medication and this, this pastor made this point and I was like, that's really interesting. I never thought about it before is a human attempt to try to pull back some of that immortality. Cause we know we're not supposed to die, but we do anyway. Um, I don't know. What, what I do think, you think? Yeah. Uh, if, if it's coming from uh, an idea, like everybody knows there's a God and that's why we act morally and logically and rationally, because we know that there's a God and things ought to be a certain way and that the godless worldview doesn't, isn't consistent with how people live. I would say a godless worldview is not consistent with medicine, with yeah. helping people with, with health and, and anything like that. Um, so in that sense, I would agree. I don't think anybody getting a vaccination is thinks they're going to be immortal. Or they, even that's most doctors' goal as far as like, like practically thinking we're going to reach a point where people don't die. I don't think any medical professional thinks that. I, I think there's some people that think that in a weird transhumanist way. Um, I'm living yeah. until like Solomon just said, I'm going to get my kid vaccinated so they don't die. <laughs> don't die of, of smallpox. Abby's got the tapes and she's playing them back. Uh, yeah. So Abby, you've dealt with like rabid pro-vax people. Is, is there not a segment of like the pro-vax community that's like, we have to get vaccinated so we don't die? From pro-vax? Yeah, from pro-vax. I would definitely say so. Wouldn't you say so, Heather? Absolutely. Like if you, if you don't vaccinate, then everyone's going to die. Like right. there are a lot of people that have that mindset. Absolutely. Okay, I'm talking about no. I believe that. I, I'm just saying immortality. I the, do you think medical professionals and pro-vax people are on a quest for immortality? We're gonna we're we're trying to perfect the human being to where they never die. Subconsciously, subconsciously, I would say yes. Maybe well, yeah. Subcon like on a certain level, right. they know there's a god, and that things are right. That's, way we that's the argument I'm making essentially. That but I don't think anybody consciously or practically yeah. thinks we're working towards immortality. I don't think that's a mission statement of any hospital. Would you give a vaccine so you don't die? Of that disease. Would yeah. you give a vaccine so you don't die? Of no, I, We will die. Uh, not <laughs> There's no vaccine that can give you immortality. And that's not, I don't think that's ever the intention of any vaccine maker or research institute or anything. I don't think anybody's thinking we're, we're working towards immortality. It's like I, they're all thinking like, I don't want my kid to, you know, I don't want people's children to die in horrible pain from this disease. That's what we're for. I don't know if it goes that far. I think it's just I don't want people's children to die. They know, but but you're saying in the sense of immortality, you're saying like no, no, no. I, yeah, like I said it, but you understand what I'm saying. I don't think right, that right. will give us eternal life. But I, what I'm saying is that, like you were saying, subconsciously, because we all know there's a God, and but we suppress that truth. I think we that's all, why we're helping each other in the first place, right? But, and yeah. I think that a vestige of that is that we know this isn't the way things are supposed to be. So we're trying to fix it on our own. Yeah. I think, I think people, I think a God, people in a godless world, you come up with their own delusional self, uh, God denying reasons for why they do things, why we're moral, why we help you, whatever. And none of those include immor immortality. 
none of those delusional thoughts of like, yeah, we help people because we can become immortal someday. It's like, no, we have hospitals, we have vaccines so that we can become immortal someday. I don't think that's on the minds really of anything. They know there's a God, we should be helping people and right. trying to keep people alive as long as possible. But I don't think they're thinking someday we won't die. People will just live forever. I don't know, man. I think I, I, I don't deny lots of, of entropy, and like they don't. I don't think anybody is trying to do that. They know flashlights go out. They know that this universe will end. They know that batteries lose charge. They know that it's just trying to find a longer lasting light bulb. Right, but I, I let me put it this way: with everything that's going on now, and people locking themselves in their houses and getting indignant with people who walk outside for any reason. It's it's this level of like I don't want to die, and you're going to kill people if you leave the house, right? Like that's a yeah. thing that's happening, right? Right. Yeah. The I don't reality, die corona right now. Yeah. Right, but it it could be. I don't think it's specific to corona. I think it could be anything. Like, yeah, anything. I don't want to die of this thing. I don't, don't want to die of Period. But I right. die. I don't think that negates the thought that we're going to die. It's like, I want cars to be safer, so I'm going to make this, this safer car. I don't think I'm working towards immortality in any real way. Right. I don't but think anybody thinks. What I'm saying is the motivating idea is I don't want to die. From right. Corona. From anything. Like any situation, no. that I don't want to die. <laughs> you're, you're like taking it as like, well, you're trying to say you're looking towards immortality? No. What I'm saying is <laughs> corona and die. I don't want my grandmother to die of Corona. I know right. she will die, but I don't want to like. But it's not like, it, it's not like Corona is the first thing that we were afraid from dying from. Yeah, it's anything. Right, it requires anything. Well, I'm just saying it's always that specific thing in someone's mind of working towards something. No one has the practical, actual thought of like, we will become immortal someday. All laws <laughs> of entry will go away. It's just <laughs> I don't think anybody has that thought. That's literally all this is. I think, I think there's definitely people that are trying to work on like immortality serum still. Well, she's <laughs> Maybe not helping, but. There are the singularity people with the technology, yeah, the human brains and stuff. I'm ready to be a cyborg, but yeah, that's the that's the new thing. It's not the immortality serum. It's that we're going to upload our brains to a mainframe and we're all going to live forever like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're already in the simulation. We're in the matrix. <laughs> oh, we're but, but what I'm trying to get at is this idea that we don't, we don't like to face the fact that we're all going to die someday. So we take whatever steps necessary to keep ourselves from dying and don't accept the fact that we're all going to die and it's out of our control. Like, is that I mean, fair? I think people don't want to die. Yes. Right. Yeah. Do you but think I don't think nobody thinks that they, that they never will die. It, like, I mean, besides eternal life and, and glory. And that, right. But do you think people that, think that they can control whether or not they're going to die to some extent. I think people can control whether they die to a certain extent. That's a little weird. Well, besides, <laughs> yeah, you don't. That's you don't think that. Besides, we talk about sovereign God besides everything. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about like, like I'm not going to step in front of this bus. I can, right, basic wisdom. you know, ultimately, yeah. ultimately the day that you discernment. Yeah, I think people will use discernment to say like, I don't want to step in front of this bus. Yeah, I think people do that. Right, but discernment doesn't get us. What I'm saying is discernment doesn't get us to the amount of medication that we're on at the current moment. Money. That's a, I think that's a numbing thing. Oh, let's talk about money. I like that. So yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates, the Illuminati, <laughs> going to inject the mark of the beast in you. That's what it is. It always is. The Illuminati. <laughs> oh. <So>. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Y'all guys are the worst. Now, now our podcast is clear. <laughs>
Oh man, I wish I had an I NWO t shirt for this. That'd be great. I wish I could hear Abby's comments throughout this. Everybody can hear her but you. I don't know what the yeah, problem is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had this argument before because people talk about the motivation behind vaccines is money. That's the only reason vaccines are developed. And I don't think that's true. Like, no, I don't think it's true either. There's, yeah, there's better ways to make money. Yeah, much better ways to make money. Cheaper ways to make money. Well, they make they make a lot of money on a vaccine, like trillions, billions a year for just one. But, but I million, million the main reason why they made vaccines. You know what? They weren't like, hey, let's make this thing that's going to make us a lot of money. I, I don't, don't know if that's see. Okay, we're going to differ here. Started out that way. I think no. the I think the motivation for vaccines is I don't want to die. It's not not I want to make a million dollars. Well, but the manufacturers, maybe. Yeah, the pharmacy companies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's there definitely is some of that, but I mean, I think profit yeah. motive. I think profit motive is a legitimate motive for things for for right. genuine things. You know, there's nothing wrong with making money. So vitamins are gonna make you know it's profit motive, but it's helping people. Whatever. Even all these like even the holistic companies aren't trying to not make money. Yeah, like they're trying to make money. That's what you, you don't make money. You can't keep helping people. I mean, that's. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like people accuse churches. It's like, oh, this church is just a money scam. And it's just, they're just making people feel good. So they put money in the, in the offering plate or something. And it's like, again, there are better ways to make money, more ways to make money. Right. And, <laughs> we, we talked about it offline. Bill Gates makes more money from Windows than he does from vaccines. Than he ever will from vaccines. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He made, he made more from Windows than anyone would ever make from vaccines. Like, do you really okay? Do you, do you really think he made more money from vaccines than he did from making an operating system that everybody uses? Than changing the world with technology. How 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 much did he make from when from that? Enough that he Wait, could get into vaccines. <laughs> That's money. how much he made from Windows. More money than God. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's it's an insane amount. Like it, it's just these scholarships, philanthropy. It's like he just. It's like George Lucas kind of money. Like more than that. Of just like you can't. It, we can't even understand that kind of billions and billions of dollars. Like it's, you could you could spend the money every day for the rest of his life and not spend it all. He could spend the interest and never have to touch the actual principal money that he never. has. Money yet. Yeah, it's just crazy. From computers, not from vaccines. So, like, but I want to see the numbers on vaccines. That would be, I, I may totally be wrong on Bill Gates. I really don't know much about him, but I would be curious what he actually is bringing in from vaccines. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's millions, but again, that's, that's, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, or billions, I'm sure. Billions. Sure, but it's not as many billions as Microsoft was. Right. No, yeah. Prove that. <laughs> how could you? Okay. How could you really think that he makes more money from vaccines than Microsoft? Like Microsoft, the company who invented computers, basically. Like we don't have computers. If when I bought this laptop, it already came with Windows. I didn't even. Why would he go into a computer? I'm just saying we want to see the numbers. But I'm saying, like, why would he come out with more apps or programs to make money? It's something he knows, something that he's in. Why would he go into a completely different field of, like, I want to just make money use doing this thing I don't understand at all or don't uh, – I'm not I'm, – he's, he's a computer guy. He's not a doctor. He's not a bio, biologist. Exactly. Because right? he's depopulating the whole earth, initiating <laughs> – There we go. 
Yes. There we go. Initiating the, the mark of the beast, and everyone's going to be back. And we're all going to be deceived. Get your tinfoil out, and we're getting there. Bill Gates is the beast. So, okay, Abby, are you willing to admit that a large majority of the anti vax community is motivated by fear of conspiracies? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we can yeah. at least establish I, that. That was me. I was. And that was something I think Heather and I have talked about is that I still have the same stance of I don't vaccinate my my children, don't vaccinate myself, but I was so consumed and so focused on the vaccines themselves, they became my God. Right. Teaching people about it, telling people about it. Um, I wanted to save people from vaccines rather than save mm. people from Right, yeah. And I think that's still true of a lot of anti-vax people. It's, yeah. It becomes an idol. And it becomes, I want to say, I want to save lives. I want to save lives in this way when really the gospel is the only means of how we can save lives. Okay. So are we ready to exonerate Bill Gates and say that he's not the devil? I mean, he's not the devil. He's not. He's not the Antichrist. And he's not trying to spread the mark of the beast and he's not trying to depopulate the planet. I think he may be, you know, not the best guy, but I don't know enough about him. Well, I mean, he, he's not the best guy in the same way that none of us are. I mean, that's fair, but also. But also, okay. More to it. <laughs> I, I have a problem with people who have a problem with people that make money. Like, as soon as. makes money. It's not. But that's the, the argument behind the anti Bill Gates vitriol is that, well, he makes, he does this for money. It's like, okay, well, everybody does everything for money. The argument isn't that he makes money, it's that it, it goes back to the data war. Is he killing these kids with vaccines for money. It really comes down to... But that doesn't come down to the data. That comes down to I've decided that Bill Gates is the worst human being alive that only makes vaccines to kill children for money. Based on nothing. Well, and to be fair, he... Even if those kids are dying from vaccines, I don't know if they are or they are not. I, 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 think, I think where a lot of it came from was the speech one time, and he had made it, and it went, it went viral, and it was talking about... Yeah, like 10 years ago. How, yeah, how we needed to lessen the global population. And I mean, I, 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 for some reason, I want to say that when I watch that, I think that it got taken a little bit out of context. Way out of context. Well, I mean, it's like, well, the, it's like you, you see his lizard eyes come through. <laughs> it's the clip of George Bush saying, uh, we need a new world order. And everybody just ran with that. Like, uh, he said it. He said it. Uh, can we answer this real quick? You guys asking, uh, is Jesus God or man? He's both. So both. that's our answer. Yeah, fully God, fully man. Hypostatic. Hello, right. So yeah, it, it, that's the kind of thing. It's like, well, in a speech one time, it's like, okay, I could find a speech one time where anybody said anything and make them out to be the worst person alive. Right. My mom. Mom. <laughs> I was so trying to control population. <laughs> Ma. <laughs> it got you. So he's done TED talks about it. Oh my God, TED talk! Oh no, mom, they got you. I think <laughs> you're at home too long. I think <laughs> <laughs> mom, go, go for a walk. She went down a YouTube hole, and now she's all in. Oh no. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, I, I feel like we have a object. So I just want to, uh, according to the Bible, God is not a man. Um, so, what you have to understand is that we believe that the person of Jesus Christ came into existence at the time of his birth, but the word has been a turtle since all time. 
Uh, God is not a single person. He is three people existing as one being. So that's a little bit different. While the word became flesh and dwelt among us, all of the Godhead spirit and father did not also become flesh and dwell among us. So it's kind of a long answer yeah. to the question that we're not really on right now, but I'm sure we'll John get on one. John one in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. And that is Jesus Christ. The third was second person of the Trinity fully God, fully man, while he was on earth, not always been fully man, but when that, when he was on earth in the incarnation, God incarnate in, in, on the earth, in his earth history. If, if you yeah. want to understand the person of Jesus Christ, uh, start at John and just read the whole book. And you'll kind of- I, we don't believe God. We don't believe God is a man. We believe Jesus Christ was fully man. Right. There's a difference. So, Okay. <laughs> And like Jesus, it. Jesus' favorite reference to himself was "Son of Man." Yes, so, whatever that's uh, I like that you, your mom's gone full conspiracy, and we don't know how to deal with this. I'm like, mom, let me make fun of you. I'm just like <laughs> concerned. You, you think Bill Gates is trying to? He's not oh, mad. He's just disappointed. He's concerned. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm just disappointed, mom. <laughs> oh my god. So, okay, can we let, let me ask this because this is this is the problem that I have with anti-vaxxers at a, at a fundamental level, and it also has a problem that I have to do with Torah observant people and anti-Christmas people and all these other kinds of people. If you don't want to vaccinate your family, I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem. Where it becomes a problem for me is when you tell other people, and if you do this, you're in sin. So, yeah. are, are we all at the level or where we kids play with my kids? Right, <laughs> or your kids play with my kids? Abby's kids are never invited over. Um, are we at the level where we can say we have a difference of opinion on this, but we don't think that one or the other is morally more correct than the other? Or are we not quite there? Yeah, you would need to have biblical, like a biblical case for vaccination is immoral, uh, and I don't think it's there. You would have to split it up. I mean, I think you would have to. I think you would have to split it up. I think why vaccines from the aborted fetal cells would have to be split from the rest of the vaccines. Okay. And even that, I don't know personally if that is immoral. The, I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, yeah, the evil origins again, it's just, you know, it comes back to that of like, can you not use something because of where it came from? You know, it ultimately is what it comes down to. Is it, wrong is it immoral to use something because of where it came from you know it's like i i didn't i, I didn't abort a baby but and i wouldn't be for abort baby but a baby was aborted and now we have this benefit so it's like am i wrong in partaking in that benefit that's what it comes down to i guess that's a big question so uh real quick i just want to answer this just because you're right look on ahmad you you did it in a facebook comment you you disproved that god is not man if, uh, Congratulations. Simple. If, yes. If you, if you want to come on next week and make your argument, we'll discuss the Trinity. Yeah, I mean, we'll if you want to go into it about the hypostatic union. We'll um, get into it if you right, want. Yeah, we can get into that and Seven. actually have a conversation instead Seven. of just a random. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the I love the idea that uh, this is how I'm going to win the argument by spamming comments. Your answer. Yes. Bible. God is not a man. Jesus cannot be both. Simple. Well, I've just, I've just say, you did it. I'm leaving Christianity now. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Christianity. You, 2,000 years you of my mind. 
philosophy and philosophy out the window. This guy won. Yeah, all I needed was one guy to make some comments oh, on Facebook conversation. <laughs> Bill Gates and <laughs> Janet Coleman. Aren't you aware of that? <laughs> It really is. Oh man, this is why I told my mom she can't watch our podcast. She's not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this comment. Uh, I agree with Abby. I do feel highly convicted. I did before we vaccinated, which is why we did not vaccinate. Uh, which is also why it was more devastating when we learned of what happened to her. So Abby, we talked about it offline. Um, generally, think that. Our immune yeah, I don't know what the noise is. You generally think that our immune system is okay without vaccines. Like, it can handle itself. Right? I, I do, but I understand that there are some people who are immune compromised that don't have an immune system. But I mean, let's weak people. That. You need to weed it out. Take it out. Human weeds, if you will. The strong will survive. <laughs> but let's go past that even. Uh, like, can you see the argument that, like, okay, yes, we have an immune system, but everything has been marred by sin, so it's maybe not peak? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's an also another reason why I'm not afraid of disease and viruses. I mean, like, I, I, think, I think a big part of my mindset changed once I learned about the sovereignty of God. Because at that point, it was like, okay, if if God has planned for my daughter to die of the measles at eight years old, whether I get a vaccine or don't get a vaccine, my daughter's going to die of the measles at eight years old. And there's really nothing in my own power and control that I can do to stop that. I, I believe in the human system, but I also work with our doctor who also believes in that. So so if we were to get the measles, we know that the measles deplete vitamin A. So we agreed to do the IV high dose vitamin A for measles because you can kind of get to the root of the problem of why, you know, okay, so for instance, people used to put their loved ones into a dark room and be like, I hope you don't go blind. They'd get the measles and put them in a dark room hoping that they wouldn't go blind. They had no clue that the measles depleted your vitamin A, which is what could lead to you going blind when getting the measles. Now we ha know that information and we know how the what measles does to the body. So for a lot of the viruses and diseases, I feel like we kind of look at them <clears throat> like we haven't made any revelatory progress in learning how our bodies handle them and how they react to them. But yeah, I do personally. I do. I have a, I will have a lot of faith in our immune system. But at the same time, I'm also 100% aware that our immune system is nothing. Like if 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 I'm going to die from polio and I've had a polio vaccine, I'm probably still going to die from polio. Right. That's what but you you don't think it's fair to like because not only have we made progress in how we know how diseases affect the body, but we've also made progresses in medical science where we can be like, and also we can combat that. Uh, do you think it's fair to say, like, I'm going to give it a little bit of help because we can? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which is one reason why I would say we can't we can't negate looking at vaccinations um, triggering an immune response. Right? We, can't negate, we can't negate that that happens. Even if you were to get measles and not have a vaccine, your body is creating an immune response and you're going to have antibodies for that, which is why we have a plan to do homeoprophylaxis with our with our smallest daughters, which is just like a pill that they put under their tongue that's deadened, way, way, way deadened of the measles. It's just not injected. So I, I how is that different than a vaccine? 
It's not injected. It's not made from the aborted fetal cells. They're not having to put it in the culture and everything. She's gonna give me a whole packet, so I'm gonna read about it more. But it's not. It's she. She basically explained it like they take the little bit of measles. They and this isn't how they actually do it. This is how she explained it. <laughs> Right. She's like, put it in like a big deal of water, then another deal of water, then another deal of water, then another deal of water until it's so diluted that they take that serum and then you put it and it introduces you into your body and you can develop a small immune response. I think I think I think the idea of vaccination is smart because we can see that our bodies do develop an immunity and immune response to it. But I don't necessarily agree with the means to how we've got there with the live vaccines or that it is better than just getting the disease and developing and developing it naturally. Mm. So well, do you here's, here's a question too, because we, we asked this offline and I think it was something worth kind of going into uh, of like, so saying Abby, if, if they didn't, if vaccines didn't come from, no vaccines ever came from any aborted babies, would you still be anti-vax? Yeah, I, th I think so. I think, I think if they could clean up the ingredients, ingredients list maybe um i mean i, I i'm weird about, I'm weird about not wanting i'm weird about not wanting aluminum in my underwear so i definitely don't want to inject it into my child but one one thing one thing that really got my attention is that there's a there was a doctor who's a researcher and his name is chris exley and he, he if you go look up his name he's a well-known researcher for tons of things other than vaccines. He's been he studied aluminum for years and years and years, and he's always been credited. He's always been a really well-known researcher. As soon as he put out a study saying that the aluminum from autism kit, from autistic kids, it could be damaging the brain mm -hmm. in some children, not all, in some right. children, immediately he was discredited. And I watched that happen right before my eyes. Like he was cut down well, none of his research ever ma mattered. Mm -hmm. I think that we still have a lot to learn. You know, just like the doctors were, they, they were stood firm that cigarettes were not bad for you. They could cause no issues. And then later they changed their mind. I think it's just with anything else. I mean, we still have a lot to learn, but I think the idea behind it is, is smart. I mean, obviously creating an immune response and antibodies, it's just, are we doing it the right way? I don't know. And I think right. there's a lot of, you know, you said when he went against the grain, he was discredited. I think there's a, this idea of scientism that, like, if the scientist is spoken, that's just how it is. You're not allowed to have a second. Right? He's and God that, or she's right. God. She, they're they're the, the high priest of the new religion, scientism. And yeah. that's come out a lot during what's going on now. Like, there's a lot of new information that maybe doesn't agree with what we were fed up front. But it's like, well, we already said. And it, it's the same argument for climate change. It's the same argument for abortions. Like, this is what we know. And that's how it is. Yeah, that, yeah. This is kind of. I mean, this is hard for me because I feel like I'm being dismissive, leaning towards science. But right. I, 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 this is somebody who doesn't believe in evolution, as like you know, molecule to man evolution. So, which is like what's accepted. That's the science. That's right. the stats. That's the data. That's the mm -hmm. you know evidence or whatever. And it's like, well, no, I can. I, I, I've researched that a little bit more than the anti-vax thing. So it's like, I, I want to be pro-science, but I just want to be pro-good science. I don't think evolution is good science. I think it's more philosophical than, than actual science. We'll, we'll definitely do one on evolution and creation and stuff, but uh, a video. But um, yeah, the anti so I don't want to be so dismissive of like, the, 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 the science is there. You know, it's like, well, I'm not going to put my faith in science, right? But I'm also not going to, 
especially and this is so so hard because it's like it affects the safety of your kids right right so that's what it comes down to is like do i want my kids not vaccinated and just like open to anything that could come or whatever so it's like no i mean that's that's the general idea of vaccines will make your kids safer so that's what i'm gonna do you know and i don't know like that and so it's like that's it, it you want you want your kids to be safe and if all reasonable data says they will be safer if they have this vaccine it's like okay well then i'm gonna do that oh we got the vaccine from a board of babies it's like okay I'm going to not have my kid be safe because of my moral, my moral consistency or something. Mm -hmm. And it's just difficult. Like, especially when I'm not willing to apply that to other things of moral consistency of things gotten from evil origins, you know, it's like, okay, I'm picking and choosing what I'm choosing to stay morally consistent on, you know? So it's not a sin issue to me, vaccinating. So let me ask this as like a last closing question. What would it take to get you to change your position from where you are now to maybe the opposite side? So if you're fairly pro-vax now, what would be the thing that would make you to be anti-vax or vice versa? For me, if it would, if it was uh, abortions today equal vaccines tomorrow, if that, if like, if, if, if vaccines were supporting the abortion industry, I'd be anti-vax in a heartbeat in a second. It's like if that's if that was what maintaining abortions was that we get medicine and 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 all these things it's like I'd I'd be anti-vax and you know, whatever all and, and I know that there are some research being done with aborted babies and stuff which is why I'm, I'd be perfectly happy without any of that research being done with selling baby body parts right now like abortion is murder and that's that's just it so if the correlation was that close and that like solid and and, and you know, scene, then I'd be anti-vax, but I just don't think it is. I think it's one of those evil origin type of things, you know, and maybe we should go against wall vax. If it makes it easier, I'd be anti-wall vax, you know, don't do it again. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sad it happened and I'm, I don't want that. That shouldn't have happened, but I'm going to vaccinate my kids. Okay. We're going to do it again. No, if we will make it easier. Don't care. We, we, it, the evil was done once and we're, we can, we can see the benefits of that. We can have it, but we're not going to continue to do evil so that we can have more, even more benefits. I guess so the continuation of it, I guess is, is where I draw the draw the line. So Heather, you did kind of change positions and what, what was the thing that made you change positions to where you were to where you are now? About the beetle cells. Right. About, yeah. To where it was like the no go completely to where it's like, well, maybe it is. Basically when I applied it to my own, life and Mm. hypothetical situations and i realized i was kind of being hypocritical um yeah that's because i used to that used to be my big kind of platform it was like churches need to be talking about this and this is such a big deal like how could anyone be okay with vaccine if it came from this and then yeah i think that it just hit me like that they are viewing that these vaccines is saving their kids lives. And in that situation, I wouldn't deny my child something that would save her life either, you know? So even if it came from an aborted fetal cell. Mm. And so I just, it's like, I can't be a hypocrite about it. My biggest turning point, just stepping back from the anti-vax movement was the, the, which this is a topic probably for a different day, but the public school issue of realizing that I'm fighting for just keeping the choice there 
and a lot of people are fighting for the right to free education and being able to decide the rules and how the free education is going to go. Um, it wasn't something I was totally wanting to get behind and that was kind of why I stepped hmm. back. So Abby, what would be a thing that would make you change your stance to say, maybe we should vac? Is there anything? Let me ask that. Is there anything that would make you change your stance and say, maybe we should vaccinate? I mean, I guess, I guess with, if we could find a way to create the vaccines without the aborted fetal cells, if we could find a different culture to grow them in, um, or even, I mean, donated cells of some mm. sort um, that, that weren't aborted babies. That's what um, I was wondering, why couldn't this come from a miscarriage? Well, mo all, almost all of them, I think there were only two or three that did, or maybe they didn't, I don't know. That's what we were talking about earlier, because you have to have the live tissue. So it seems like, right. You have to know you're having a miscarriage and then get all the people in that could take the tissue. That's what I thought, the intention and planning behind it. You don't plan on a miscarriage, so it's like you have to act when it happens rather than, hey, they're going to have abortion. Let's set up the you know parameters and stuff. Yeah, that's what I figured. And Heather said, Heather said something. She was like, you know, she used to be on the platform of the churches need to be speaking about this. And I, and I was there too. Why are the churches not speaking about this? Why? What is going on? And it wasn't until I really, I think, accepted the true gospel that I realized, like, the churches need to be talking about Jesus. Like, if, right. we, want, right. if we want to change the gospel, if we want to change pharma, the gospel, if we want to change mm. disease and sin and death, and we want to conquer that, the gospel is the only means to that. And I think that's kind of something we all wanted to express that we, I don't know. Right. And, and going from that and maybe last thought going forward, um, you know, the reason that we have kind of an evil origin for vaccines at all is that they're, they're made by people who have a godless worldview. Yeah. Like we don't get to where we are without the Christian worldview, but we also uh, have people who are using that worldview while not also holding it. Um, so I think this is another reason why it's important for Christians to be in culture. Like, if there's a Christian group of researchers that are leading this kind of charge, then we do have that. Okay, we have to find another way because we can't do this. And right now, we just don't have that. And that, yeah. that's not just in medicine. That's in everything. That's in politics. That's in cult. That's everything is there needs to be more of a gospel influence. And the only way for that to happen is for Christians to actually get involved in yeah. that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's where we need to go to. Maybe classical Christian education changes that when we don't have kids going through the public school system that gives them yeah. a godless worldview. There's they take their world right. They take their worldview into medicine and they say, yeah. "Well, we're not going to do it that way anymore. We're going to yeah. do it this way now." So, not to Nick, don't get mad at us, but Christ is the cure. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a good podcast by our friend Nick Campbell. Yeah, if you're listening to that, check it out. He's got good stuff in there too. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we stayed up late. It's been an hour and a half, almost two. Uh, thank you, Heather, for coming on and talking with us. Abby, for managing to raise a kid and help your mom while also being on a podcast with yeah, us. for real. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week. So thank you guys for watching. Facebook, YouTube, wherever you are. Uh, everything will be uploaded tomorrow. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you use, it'll be on there. Thank you, everyone, and good night. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.